0: okay we're on we're recording
1: excellent welcome back to behavior babble behavior Babble. we are reviewing one two three magic by dr. Thomas Phelan, P-H-E-L-A-N. Is that how you say it? Phelan? I think it's Phelan
0: yeah Phelan wouldn't probably be yeah
1: I'm gonna go Phelan. Phelan all
0: right maybe we can find out
1: um three-step discipline for calm effective and happy parenting There are many, many iterations of this. There's many editions.
0: And Pam, this was one of your choices, wasn't it?
1: I believe so. This has been in my repertoire from um, long ago. He's actually from the Chicago suburbs. And so um, long ago, my colleague Carmen Augustine, amazing human being um, and social worker in Chicago, um, always used to recommend this book. Hmm. So I think from from its early iterations, she she found it yeah, um, cer- useful to certain families. I think it is useful for certain families. Totally.
0: It says 2016, but hasn't it been around since even the oh, 70s? Yeah. Maybe I don't know then?
1: the 70s, but I'm going to say the first editions 90s. were in the 90s. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: not saying... This is the sixth edi- edition, but yeah. it doesn't say when the first edition was. I can't
1: find it. What I appreciate, too, about it is there's the general theme, and there's some you know changes in each of the editions, because I, I ended up buying... Um, I think it was for young children under twelve. It's the oh. exact same book, uh-huh. but there's a slight changes um, in some of the chapter. Actually, there's there's additions in. So he's added some additions that have things specifically for adolescents and specifically about that. for young I saw children. That. Yeah. Um, and things like specifically for school. Some some things that
0: he I, doesn't have one specifically for kids with disabilities, does he?
1: No. Ah, bummer. Okay. Yeah. Not that I recall, no.
0: Um, well, that's cool. So you read the one that was for To Twelve.
1: To Twelve, but it's going to be ex- almost exactly. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's yeah. going to be super different.
0: Yeah. So. And then
1: I promptly, last week, um, gave it to a family. So I don't have my <laughs> copy right <laughs> here. But they were really... Um, <clears throat> it was interesting what I appreciated about there's many things I appreciate about this book, but this it was a good fit for this family because they were talking about um, how, well, we've talked to him so many times about this, and more or less they were describing, you know, sort of, they just didn't like his behavior. They just didn't like. They mm-hmm. thought. They felt it was disrespectful, kind of obnoxious. Um, Doctor Phelan uses the the word obnoxious, and I think it does have a nice category. Controlling
0: too. and obnoxious, or controlling or obnoxious. Right behavior.
1: And um, <clears throat> yes, this client has issues with sort of reading social cues and all that kind of stuff. But he also just is an adolescent who wants to sometimes rub people the wrong way and wants mm-hmm. to see a reaction and some reaction is better than no reaction or being Mm -hmm. ignored and so um, you know they were just feeding that hamster wheel completely Mm -hmm. and I was just trying to help, help them have something to hang their hat on. It's a very busy household with many children and split, uh, time between two different households with some of the kids and all this stuff. Anyway, there's an infant, you know, like lots going on. So I wanted something to be able to cut through that noise for them to be consistent with. And that is one of the things that I really appreciate about this technique.
0: Yeah. It, well, the, the stop behavior, the one, two, three stuff. So there's just to kind of give the listeners a little bit of a, um, Mm -hmm. orientation. There's either stop behaviors, which is pretty much the first half of the book, is really about how to use one, or counting for stopping that controlling obnoxious behavior. And then the rest of the book is really actually quite similar to, you know, what we've been talking about even with the last book that we reviewed of um, 10 Days to Less Defiant Child of being really, excuse me, relationship-based and trying to help with start behaviors using Discipline as a teaching tool.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, well, and I just appreciate. So his his three tenets are controlling the obnoxious behavior, encouraging good behavior, and then strengthening your relationship. That's the yeah. way he defines those three things, and those the the three pillars. And what's great is that if you are spending all your time not being clear. About your approach to controlling obnoxious behavior, you will never have time and energy to strengthen your relationship. You will be only mm-hmm. spinning your wheels in this bizarre contra- attempts at controlling. Yeah. Um, and that is where the this family was. They were just doing a ton of lecturing to the, uh-huh. so they never had any time where they were honoring that this kid had funny things to say, or you know, they were just sort of they always found it obnoxious.
0: Yeah. It also seems to, in order to get to the point where you can do one, two, three magic and the stopping the behavior, you have to know what you're targeting. Mm -hmm. Like he did talk a lot about like, um, what is a behavior that you would want to try and stop or whatever. And that requires you talking to the other people on the team, like Mm -hmm. you're talking about of whether it's in two households, whatever, to get really clear on what is the behavior that is not going to be tolerated. Mm -hmm. you know and so if everybody's just consistent on that that alone is fantastic and then the other piece is um what i like about it is giving the child a chance to readjust yes so instead of just you're out immediately for any behavior which i think a lot of people who are looking at controlling behavior are trying to do like control it back Mm -hmm. but doing the um uh giving them a chance to that's one you know, if they have a behavior that is in, unacceptable, that's one. Allows the child to readjust and maybe come around. That's two if they don't. Mm-hmm. And then three and they're out.
1: Mm-hmm. And the um, out. And then I love, love, love how he focuses on you don't talk about it afterwards. After the break, you just or move during, on. Or during. Yeah, or during. Yeah, yeah, going
0: non-emotional and not controlling yourself. Just matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Like, we've talked about this before, pre preventatively. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. We've agreed that behavior is going to get you a uh, counting. Yep. I agree. The part I'm going to say that I didn't love is the emphasis on timeout. That just kind of raises my hackles. Mm. I'm not a timeout person, um, unless it's for the parents. <laughs> I encourage parents to give themselves a timeout if they need it. I do like the idea of... Losing privileges, or and then of course on the flip side of focusing on what they, they should be doing instead. Oh, I interesting. Think we get really hyper. Like I, I would worry that somebody would look at even the title one to three magic and think it's just the stopping the controlling yeah. behavior, um, and then all your focus is on on the negative. And so just um, the importance of the flip side, I guess, is what I don't want to forget. I think people might pick this up and just
1: do that. Right. And I think, uh, so it's interesting that you're, the. I don't know if it's um, partly because, so um, when I was living with my niece and nephew, I actually employed one, two, three magic because they could not be in the same room without totally bickering and possibly throwing things at one another. And it really was magical. um in the sense that I could count them from another room and say, that's one. Mm-hmm. And they'd go, what do we do? And I go, I don't care. <laughs> you need uh-huh. to stop doing the thing you're doing. Yeah. Um, and you know that, right. Okay. as part of the other piece of it is, and, and, and they're, they have a six year age difference and it was effective for both of them to just go, uh, 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 well, I don't want to, I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing. I need to do what I'm doing in a different way.
0: And again, it puts it back into the child being able to regroup. Mm -hmm. But what I like about that example is that he talked about siblings and how you don't have to necessarily know who was the offender. Right. Because they're both probably, right. you know, one's maybe egging the other one on or pushing each other's buttons or whatever. So even though the offender might have hit the other person, it might have been triggered by somebody else. Right. right. So just giving them from the other room even, that's one, yeah. allows them to be able to go, oh, we don't want a number two. Let's. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And what care. I appreciate about. And so back to your comment about not loving the timeout. out. I, I hear yeah. you. I think I really reframed it as a break. Like as a, you're not, it, it, to me, it reminded me of a much, like a a two-year-old who is being overwhelmed and you're correcting and they're not, and they're not (laughs) taking your correction or they're not able to distract themselves from, you know, sticking their finger in the light socket. I'm looking at a light socket. (laughs) (laughs) And you've distracted, 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 you're tried. You're going to go to a different room with that kid for a break from that And he talked about
0: that specifically with his siblings, that then they have to if they can't and they get to a three, they have to just do something else in another room. Mm -hmm. And I do, yeah, I'm glad you made that distinction. I agree with that. The one that I don't agree with necessarily is um, having them go and stay in their room and expect them to re-regulate on their own. I think what my concern is, is that that assumes that they can. Right. And that, um, you know the whole thing of emotions aren't bad it's how you're handling them and some of our kids are having trouble with regulating their own emotions where they may need more help than that so I totally agree with maybe going to somewhere else helping them with being able to re-regulate and then trying again later totally agree with all that mm-hmm. but isolation and you need to figure it out on your own is not right for all kids
1: correct totally agree and I, what my experience has been is that I definitely find this to be a book that's only, it that only works for certain sort of si- kinds of families or certain kinds of and pretty
0: highly verbal,
1: very verbal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say generally speaking, where they would really be able to follow the initial conversation where you're talking about this is the way we're going to do things now. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the what I back to. What I appreciate the most about it is <clears throat> my experience with my niece and nephew was that I actually only threed them I think twice each, where, and we were at battleground zero <laughs> for you know a week prior to that every uh, single interaction. But yeah. I threed them twice. I mean I I bet I might have only two them tw- a handful of times. Like they did not. They really started to learn. Oh, that's the boundary. That's what what I'm doing right now has hit upon the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, and so I guess back to my... it
0: helps identify what it is. That's right. True. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So <clears> saying <throat> one, it's like what? Oh, oh, that's what you don't like.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay, I can fix that rather than
1: yes. Yeah. Rather than I'm gonna I'm get not. to that place of emotion, right? So that's yeah. that's the way I find it quite magical. Is that. It, it really starts to spotlight. And and back to my client, um, simultaneously with me suggesting this, um, this, in, this intervention and having this conversation with parents, um, we get an email from school saying he's having a ton of problems with kids. He's just kind of being obnoxious and he's not mm-hmm. listening to them when they're giving him feedback. And he just is kind of steamrolling kids. And I said, that's because he doesn't know that he's doing it right and so back to spotlighting
0: interesting in that moment and so yeah. the one
1: thing that we did with this family is we ch- we, we um diverged from dr Feelin's no talking to just say when he gets a one he, for now this cl- t- client is getting a very brief n- sh- uh, n- like four or five words description of what he did
0: oh he says that that's he describes that. Oh, he does? As being okay. Yeah. Oh, I missed uh, You just don't keep going after yeah. that. If,
1: yeah. So we wanted to be really specific about that's one for your tone of voice um, yeah. is obnoxious right now. Uh-huh. You know, remember a three is going to have you have a break, whatever. Uh-huh. So for this client who's verbal, but um, processing, obviously language processing and um, just even attention abilities, you know, we wanted, I wanted to keep the parents really focused on helping him identify the things that were triggering his, um, triggering the the counting, right? Mm -hmm. So that he didn't then get distracted by the counting. Oh, now he's thinking about the counting. I want him to think about Mm -hmm. the thing that got him there.
0: Oh, that's a good point, actually. (laughs) (laughs) With kids with autism, they might get into the counting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, Um, it's back to the one, two, three, and then the timeout kind Mm -hmm. of thing. I did, I I read this so many years ago, and I kind of did it, I'm glad to read it again, because I had done my own variation in my own parenting, Um, and so I realized I was doing some things not by the book, Mm -hmm. but um, one of the things that I did was, I would do that's one, that's two, and on three, I would help him. Mm-hmm. So I he knew that if I get to three, that means I'm going to go help you do whatever it is that I'm asking you to do, although that mixes up the start behavior and the stop behavior. but um, Or I'm going to help you take your break or whatever it is. But that worked magic, too, I have to admit, because kids often want so badly to be independent mm-hmm. that one of <laughs> what they don't want is for you to be involved and help them, right? So... Um, but yeah, that doesn't mix up the two.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that um, I, what what the author does well is he sort of outlines like this is a pitfall you might encounter. Yeah. But I, but much like you, your um, experience was, and I certainly think that it's possible to take the the the, the main. Tenants of it, and develop a program that works for your family. Mm-hmm. the The main tenants of stop lecturing your kid about something that you've had. That I mean, imparting new information is one thing. Having the same conversation over and over again is a yeah. completely different thing. And Bacon. exactly. And if you, but I also really appreciate the for our families who, especially when a parent is verbal and a child is. Pretty verbal. Whoa, does the talking go through the roof? And then mm-hmm. it's just not a very effective tool. So, so inherent true. in this is that the the simple rules of no talking force you to try something different. Yeah. And what is magical about it is that it might just work, right? So the no <laughs> no talking, no emotion, I think are really um, um, the, the the main helpful tenants. And then I do really appreciate the difference between the stop versus start behaviors and really thinking about, Oh wait, I'm trying to get, trying to get him to do something. That's a start behavior. That's a different approach. Mm-hmm. Right. Because families are all just thinking there's defiance because he's not doing what I said. Right. Well, right. That's not, That's not actually what's happening. We have starting and stopping and, yep. um, all the different layers. Getting clear on what it.
0: you want to have yeah. start and what you need to have
1: stop yeah mm-hmm. yeah. And having two different responses to those actions is clearer for your child, yeah <clears throat> So yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: you know the other application of this that I think is interesting is I'm going through um, I'm actually consulting with a family right now where we're um, we're talking about the sibling actually mm-hmm. and some um, behaviors that they want to have decrease in some that they want to start um, and I brought up this one two three magic with them because I thought uh, because their sibling is much more verbal than the child with autism in their family um, so anyway that's just another application is to think about siblings who might be having some behaviors you know in response to the attention that goes to the um, sibling with autism or whatever there might be some things going on mm-hmm. anyway
1: well, I also just appreciate that it is a, just some of the structural things. It's a relatively easy read. It's relatively... Um, it's easy to remember, too, the yeah. one to
0: three part.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's easy, in theory, to carry over across parents. Maybe you have a one parent who's a little bit less interested in reading a whole book, but, you know, okay, could you read two chapters? That well, some and he of even those talks things.
0: about there's a DVD. Yeah. If people don't want to watch the... I mean, read it, that they mm-hmm. can watch the DVD. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, he also has some really nice, uh, real life examples yes. where he walks you through. I mean, it was almost where I was like, is this kind of dumbing it down too much? And then I thought, well, no, actually, the mission makes it really super clear of how to apply these principles.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I will say that in my um, experience with this one family, so we were talking in a room, um, just the parents and myself with the door shut and the child in question actually opened the door and said something, sort of asked a normal question, got a normal response, but then proceeded to, like, make faces and make a noise and kind of uh, flick the light on and off and open and shut the door. And so I was able to say, okay, so this is how we would count that exact scenario that the three of us just encountered, right? And what you, the whole point is that you would hope that just the counting stops that train. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then he doesn't, what I love about this Or redirects the train. (laughs) It redirects the train, and he doesn't spend all this time doing stuff that's not helping him move forward in the world. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's one thing in particular that this this client, um, because he's getting, again, he's getting sort of any attention, he spends a lot of time thinking about all these things that are not actually really helping him. Right. Um, And so I appreciate that that sort of stops, and then he can go, okay, let me go to the toolbox of things that don't get me counted. (laughs) And I'll, and I'll, I have to switch those gears mentally and I have to practice those actions. Yeah. So I just like that a lot.
0: I'm getting a couple books confused. Is this the one where they have some charts of like how to support, um, establishing positive routines
1: and rewarding for, um,
0: that yeah, not sounding familiar? he has
1: a lot of things in in the in the um, start behavior and the, the in the start behavior stuff about using timers and using charts and using checklists yes. okay, and okay. Yep. Um, all of those kind of
0: behavior books at the same time.
1: So <laughs> yeah. what?
0: Okay. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, I like that. I liked, um, for the start behaviors of, you know, the one I'm looking at right now is getting up and out in the morning mm-hmm. and just being really clear about what the expectations are. I want you to get out of bed. <laughs> you get a reward for that. Um, brushing teeth, getting dressed, and just setting the timer and then having them be able to do that within a certain amount of time, depending on the age of the kid, of course. The right. ability. But I just, I like the clarity.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again, simplistic and not not overly simplistic but simple enough for busy families yeah. who yeah. are, if you're, if you're spending a lot of time on the exact same thing, this is a great book to help you have a consistent strategy, a simple consistent strategy to avoid that
0: <laughs> without it being rocket science and exactly. really hard to, yeah
1: you don't have to dive deep into development you just, if you can sort of take with a, take broad strokes of this, this small human being is not yet an adult. So Mm -hmm. like having a conversation at an adult level and expecting them to change their mind because you've convinced them. I mean, there's many adults who you have a conversation with and you don't convince Mm -hmm. them of anything that you're (laughs) hate. So you're not going to convince this little person who's having feelings and, you know, all the all That's back this. to, I mean, he does talk about the avoiding the
0: little adult, mm-hmm. whatever. But um, going less verbal and just relying on um, being clear and less emotional in that moment. You can right. be emotional and you can be supportive in all those other moments, but just not during the,
1: the troubling behavior. Right, and, uh, and think of me as a correction. Like, I'm just going to course correct you a little bit. And then we have the First time... direction, that's what it is. We have some time and space to yeah. be emotional, to be teaching you things, to be... Yeah, totally. But yeah. Yeah, but it's not that. It's just... It's... Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, he goes through dinner time, how to make it mm-hmm. more um, pleasurable, what to kind of target and not. Um, he, uh, coming up... Uh, there's a lot of even collaborative problem-solving kind of stuff in here of making sure that you're... Um, especially as kids get older mm-hmm. of involving them in the, you know, what behaviors and what's going to happen. And yeah. Um, uh, he talks about homework, how to approach that, even some charting of homework, which I wish I had done more of with my son when he was younger, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, getting to bed and staying in bed, mm-hmm. some big ones. Right. So, um, and again, what he, you know, he gives examples of when it doesn't go well, And then also when it does go well, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was really pleased with the, oh, and sympathetic listening. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, strengthening your relationships with your children. I thought he covered a ton.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, I just was kind of glancing over my notes to see, um, if I had any other comments and I just want to say, um, Sort of that obnoxious or that tantruming behavior. Uh-huh. He's calling it a signal, not a conversation, and I love that because yeah. it is. He that child is signaling. I'm. I can't do it. Right, uh-huh. you're not starting. You're not going. Oh, let me tell you how why you shouldn't cross the road because there's a street or <laughs> whatever. Right? That's not. That's not a good crossing the road is not a good example. Let me tell you why you shouldn't whack your your sister up the upside of the right. head. And <laughs> you know, that's not what that is. She's having a tantrum because she's out of control. Yeah. Not because. Um,
0: it's a, so it's a signal of skill needed skill development.
1: Well, or even needed. Like a, so that's it back to the back to the timeout right mm-hmm. you're actually signaling you're not ready for what's going on right now mm. you do need a break right and I agree with you that we're assuming a certain amount of self regulation is accessible mm-hmm. right yeah so that is an assumption of the book for sure mm-hmm. that that you are but he even addresses the the kids that are you know he sort of talks about how the kids might ruin the room or be really dysregulated. Yeah. And I think if that was a consistent thing and didn't go down over time, that would be a different conversation. Yeah. But yeah. if the child... And he says
0: that too. Right. He says, try this, and if it
1: goes this direction, yeah. Right. <clears throat> but just that, uh, you know, my I don't remember exactly what he said, but I like the concept of... And we've said this, and this is a really consistent theme with us, where the behavior is a signal. Mm-hmm. It's not a... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's not... Um, <laughs> Because I really feel great rolling around on the floor and right. screaming at the top <laughs> of my lungs. <laughs> exactly.
0: Because I really want to be misbehaving. Exactly. That's not why. Yeah. So
1: so overall, okay. I would say it's a, it's a useful tool. And what I've also found um, for those listeners out there is that it's generally pretty accessible out of libraries. So it doesn't yeah. have to be a cost. Um, yeah. Both on both online, audio, you know, all that stuff. He's got some resources on his website. So generally speaking, an accessible yeah, thing. And not he, too expensive for a lot of bang for your buck. And he um, talks a lot about that it is something that's reasonably easy for a teacher to carry over as well Yeah. in a, in a school. I haven't experienced that, um, but but I could see where that would happen, where yeah. a teacher could potentially be like, hmm, I think maybe I'll put a boundary around that behavior. <laughs> yeah,
0: you just gave an example of where it could happen at a school, like... Um, you, when we first started, you were talking about a school, like maybe during recess when a kid was, anyway.
1: Oh, right. So I think it would be useful. It could be potentially harder in a really big group, but if you're in a, in a small group or um, where... Even in a
0: big group, if it has been addressed prior so True. the kid knows, I could see it actually being extremely helpful. So it would be similar to doing it from the other room. Mm -hmm. where you aren't you're not witnessing everything that's Mm -hmm. happening but that you trust that you know they understand that that's what we're talking about that we don't want to have happen anymore Mm -hmm. i could see it working in a classroom Mm -hmm. pretty well
1: yeah um anyway
0: yeah overall okay so we've read two good books that we're recommending Mm -hmm. good okay well onward and upward to the next book or whatever next conversations we're gonna have Thanks, well, Pam.
1: Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Behavior Babble with Barb Avila and Pam Smith. If you want more information about what we do in our private practices, you can find Barb at synergyautismcenter.com. And you can find me at um, pjsconsultation.com. And I am Pam Smith, and we will... See you on another episode of Behavior Babble. Have a great day.